So my sister was in town. Okay. Love her to death. Uh, right. We always talk about movies. Just a mm-hmm. uh, real quick warm up. What's your guys' favorite horror movie? Horror movie. Hmm. Does Alien count? Yes. Alien. Okay. But. Okay. Wait, let me think. Hmm. Should we swing back? Well, I'm just, it's Alien. Di- oh, Alien or Shining? Which I feel like are both very boring picks or obvious <laughs> picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw, I guess, throw in uh, Hereditary. Okay, good pick, good pick. Christian, is Midsommar climbing up your list? Is it at the top? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. Okay. I wouldn't even call it a horror movie, though. If I had to pick mm. one, I would probably pick The Sixth Sense, because that's one of the very few quote-unquote horror movies I can actually watch because of the absence of jump scares. I would. It is interesting to me that you will question Midsommar <laughs> as a horror movie, but you will classify The Sixth Sense as a horror movie because The Sixth yeah, Sense actually it's more like a drama, right? With a supernatural like I, a I've never seen it thriller ish, mm-hmm. not a thriller, but like a like a mystery kind of. I mean, there's maybe? just I don't know. There's just like scenes of Bruce Willis looking sad, right? Just like. I mean, I have that on my desktop, though, and I wouldn't call my desktop a horror movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Blair Witch for me. Let's go Blair Witch. Really? Oh, Blair Witch? Cool. That's an interesting pick, yeah. Great movie. When did you first see it? Very recently. Last October. Really? That's interesting. Okay, so you don't you didn't see it when the whole found footage zeitgeist was happening. No. And I, you know... Yes. <laughs> speaking of found footage zeitgeist... Uh-oh. Never mind. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. I I I don't know if I want to put Paranormal Activity kind of on that list as well because it's kind of dumb, but I appreciate where it came from and what it was trying to do. I appreciate your trepidation, Michael. I okay. really do. Uh, this is the XP bar. What kind? Of, wait, no, can I ask what kind of brought this this question up? Um, well, she was my sister. Loves movies. She is yes. the biggest movie lover I know. Sorry, mm-hmm. present company. Uh, and she had seen, she was so excited for Midsommar, and she saw it, and right. she was all excited, so we were just talking about she one like thing it? led to another. Yes, very much so. Oh, cool. Um, we were kind of talking about, like, what was the first, because we were talking about how horror movies are, like, critically acclaimed now, like, they're serious movies. We were just talking about, uh. like, what the first prestige horror movie was. And she had the mm-hmm. great call. The perfect answer, which was Rosemary's Baby, and I was like, "Yes, you have." Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably the best answer. Um, yeah, that's interesting. She says that because we're also in the same same year that a new Child's Play is supposed to come out. So <laughs> yeah, they're still making them for me, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, because it's it is to some extent you have art house horrors being big now because what we've had we have Midsommar, you have everything Jordan Peele's been doing. Yeah, you've got what the witch hereditary Mm -hmm. babadook Mm -hmm. i'm just listing off movies now so i sound smart follows it follows got some yeah that one has it's gotten positive press that's one i actually haven't seen Mm. but uh the guy who did the fest soundtrack did the it follow soundtrack really yeah Mm. that's awesome 
I have been interested because of that sole reason, actually. Hmm. And you've got all the wonderful Conjuring spinoffs. Mm. <laughs> like La do you wanna, Llorona. Do you, would you like to see the next Annabelle? <laughs> no. Thanks. Appreciate but it. It's, but it's the next in the Conjuring. I don't know what that is. Conjuring series. It's like it's it's so it's like the Ed and Lorraine Warren folks, but huh? so okay. So to backtrack here, uh-huh. Ed and Lorraine Warren are like these famous ghost hunters and stuff like that. They're the Amityville Horror. Group. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and they started with the Conjuring. They started trying to build like a a connected film universe a where verse. they're involved. Okay. And Annabelle has been like a part of that to where now there's like three movies and. It's based off a of spooky doll in the Ed and Lorraine collect the Ed and Lorraine Warren collection, and you know a lot about those, Michael. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, you know, there's reasons. Anyway, okay. moving on. XP Bar, a podcast about video game. <clears throat> the bar this time is we're on one of those uh, uh, bars where you're all on a bike and you're moving through the streets because we have places to go. You're not allowed to drink on those though. Uh, okay. Are you a cop? <laughs> You're not allowed to drink on that. No, I am not a cop. Bike cop anymore. coming after the bike bar. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a slow speed chase through Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, don't... You mean Madison... Anywhere. Madison the anywhere. person? Madison the person. I don't person. know. I just have associated... Yeah, that's the only one I know. They had a boat that's... one as well. Did they have a boat? Weird. Can you boat drink bar. on the boat one? Because you couldn't drink on the the bike one. That's so because weird. It's like, uh, because the equivalent, it's it's legally operating under the influence of something. Right, right. And that That's, was why. Hmm. Seems like a flaw in their business strategy here. <sighs> well, the way they do it now is then you just take the bike bar to different bars. What? Well, but then I don't know how that works because <laughs> then you get into like a situation where everyone's smashed coming out and then they yeah, just and they up, on the, on the bike. up on the it's bike just, it's bad. i don't know how that works i don't yeah, know i worse. never did it yeah i don't know i used to bike to work because i worked the third shift and i would see out on lake monona um there was just this floating party bar thing going on mm. it was weird hmm. oh that's my story we got christian and michael hi christian hi hi michael hello we're going to jump right into games. Uh, Christian, I feel like we have to start with you in a while. Okay. All right. What you been playing these days, my brother? Well, this bike bar can double as a bike buffet today <laughs> because I've got an assortment of wonderful options for you all to pick from. Okay, but uh, Garçon? 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 Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to want the uh, Soul Seraph special here if we're able uh, to sure. kind of get that as like an appetizer. Sure. It's on the app I menu. Also, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I also played through, in addition to Soul Seraph, which I finished a couple of days ago for a review, which is the spiritual successor to Act Razor. Mm. played through Outer Wilds. I uh, played through and completed and platinum Days Gone. I completed all the 120 single-player missions and some online stuff in Mario Maker 2. Dang. And I have completed Void Buddies. Oh. Uh, Michael, what what of this spread are you feeling, brother? I 
would kind of like to talk Void Buddies, just for the sole reason. Because I, I don't have any real personal stakes here, but I know, Tucker, you were kind of sour on it. And I my impression from Christian is the other way around. Mm. You, yeah. you, you, you felt pretty good about it, right, Christian? Absolutely, I did. Okay. Let, let's go into this department. Okay. <laughs> the sure. conflict department. Okay. I can whet your appetite with some Soul Seraph. Ooh, uh, it is the independently developed spiritual successor to ActRaiser, which I mentioned before. That was the 1990 Super Nintendo launch window game that was a hybrid between uh, city building and side-scrolling action platforming. Very unique very interesting and there hasn't really been anything like it since and so that's why soul seraph was very interesting and intriguing to me because we don't get a lot of act razor likes and soul seraph is the only one that i'm aware of even the act razor sequel got rid of the strategy city building stuff to just make a generic action platformer like everything else on the super nintendo yeah so the problem is is that mm. the both halves in soul seraph are even worse than the original act razor mm. It's developed by Ace Team, and they also uh, are behind the Incredibly Deadly Tower Monsters, I think it's called, which was a PlayStation Plus game back in the day that I platinumed and enjoyed a lot because that game actually had a unique identity. It was like a top-down shooter, but it had like this B-movie aesthetic that was really interesting. And like the map was like just you could like go anywhere on the map, and uh, the frame rate was completely awful. Like it was completely erratic, but it was Mm. very interesting and unique and different. And Soul Serve is. Like the uniqueness is immediately undercut by the fact that someone did it better twenty years ago, and yeah. it's not good. I mean, the side-scrolling action platforming stuff is very stiff. If you just look at the trailer, you can see how kind of awkward and awful it looks, and that's how bad it feels. Yeah. And like the best way to get through the action platformer stuff is to just damage boost your way through everything because killing the enemies is pointless. They don't have any drops. So you might as well just jump around them, get to the end of the level and finish it. And then there's the, uh, city building stuff, quote unquote city building. It's just tower defense and it all plays out the same way. Every single time you've got like six regions in the game that you have to finish before being in the game. I finished it in an under an hour and a half and got all the trophies while doing it. Very short. And because every tower defense section plays out exactly the same, you got to prevent the monsters from getting to the bonfire. And in order to do that, you need to build buildings, uh, defensive structures that will spawn soldiers that will slow down the monsters. Uh, and in order to do that, you need uh, wood. So you got to build up, uh, what is it, like timber farms, places, sawmills, yeah. Yeah. cut down the wood. And it's all simple. Everything plays out the same. You build out, build up a couple sawmills. You build up a couple towns to get people coming in. And then uh, you build up some defenses, but the defenses are completely useless because the AI is brain dead and they don't really attack the enemies anyway. So mm. what you do is just use your lightning power and then manually kill everything yourself. Oh, weird. That's not good. Uh, that's repetitive. It's boring. It's uninteresting. But thankfully, it's mercifully over in an hour and a half. Hmm. That kind of sucks, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was neat. It's cool yeah. that they're bringing ActRaiser back. It's too bad that they couldn't do anything original or interesting or even, like, add anything to the formula at all. Is is there any connective tissue between the people who made ActRaiser in this game? Like, is there anything? I don't believe so. Okay. I think the only connecting tissue is that uh, they had the initial composer, come back okay. and do a track for the game and that track nice. is very good but they repeat it in like tons of levels 
and it's a very short song, so it loops a lot, and so it's easy to get sick of that. And the other songs definitely do not don't stack up to that song at all. And they're like they go from just okay to outright ear grating with how often they repeat and how bad they are. Hmm. So yeah, that's Soul Sarah for you. Did you have you played Actraiser? A, t- a little bit, yes. Okay. Has this whetted your appetite a little bit? Maybe go back, get some act razor going? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the only purpose Soul Seraph really serves is yeah. to be like, hey, this is like act razor. I remember act razor. I should play act razor again. Don't Woo. play Soul Seraph instead. Okay. Huh. Fine. Fine. That's kind of sad. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they did a. Uh, uh, um, oh. Luke, this one's for you, buddy. They did that game you like. Did we talk about this? It's been a long day. They did uh Rack of Ages? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Um, Zen or yeah, Abyss Odyssey? Yeah. Xenoclash. 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 Heck yeah, that game sucks. It's <laughs> a weird game. These are weird yeah. developers, this ace team. Yeah. Just kinda God bless I have just never heard any of these games before this podcast. Xenoclash has the father mother. And then you have to what? punch it to death, and then the rest of the game happens. But I never got there. Mm-mm. What? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll take your word on this one. Okay. I I, I will <laughs> say that I'm interested in trying Actraiser now because I like city building stuff. Yeah. Ah. It's very simplistic. I mean, it's just like, hey, we need a farm, so we need f- so that we can get food, or hey, we need rain so that we can get our crops, but. I mean, I'm from a top-down level, from a high level, it's very interesting that they put something like that in a launch Windows Super Nintendo game. Does the original, uh, does, does Actraiser play like a tower defense like this one, or is it something different? I feel like it's a little more city buildy. I can't say for okay. sure. I didn't get deep into it, but I think it's less arbitrarily killing all the bad guys and preventing them from getting to the middle. Hmm. Okay. Huh, okay weird that that's on a this is super nintendo you said yes sir huh okay yeah Neat. i had never heard of actraiser before this game splashed really down. okay yeah. but it looks there cool. you go yep. i'm intrigued no okay so, so you want me getting into void buddies let's get into to void buddies and should we clarify for the record that we're referring to void bastards but oh my god extenuating oh. circumstances we I'm are blushing. calling it Void Buddies. <laughs> yes, sir. Michael. Okay. I just, I people aren't going to know. The only people that would <laughs> know true. is if they've heard the previous podcast. That is a fair There needs point. to be clarification here. Good job looking out. Yep. Okay. Void Buddies. Void Buddies. Yes. Futurama. Buddies. <laughs> Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Void Buddies. Tucker, you were pretty sour on it last time, but it sounds um, like Christian. Well, it's yeah. like that was the impression I got from. I just thought the, it was. Like, eh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hate it. It was just like. Eh. Yeah. Okay. So on last cast, you kind of tempered my expectations a little bit, Tucker, because I've sure. largely heard good things around you know around the edges, around the fringes of the video game internet about Void Buddies, and so I was excited to get into it. You tempered my expectations a little bit. So I went in, you know, cautiously optimistic, 
And I, I really wasn't sure what to expect. It's very overwhelming at first, especially mm-hmm. like the menu isn't exactly intuitive because it's this comic book looking thing and there's panels everywhere and there's like numbers ticking up everywhere. Yeah. And the map screen is like overwhelming because there's nodes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it is very similar to FTL in that sense, which is weird because, yeah, this is like a first person shooter mashed up with FTL. That's basically what it is. But that is weird. I played a roguelite first-person shooter in the past called Strafe. And That's a great name. Wow. Yes. And that was very much of more of like the Doom or Quake school of first-person shooters okay. where you're doing a lot of strafe and avoiding the bullets, killing the bad guys, getting to the exit, and then going to the next level, and then getting a couple gun upgrades here or there. And this Void Buddies is very different. It. Mm-hmm. I, I would have a hard time even calling it a first-person shooter. It is from the first-person perspective, but I kind of I kind of had to rewire my brain for it a little bit because it's less about shooting the bad guys everywhere and more about creatively using your environment and your resources in order to like basically salvage all of these spaceships. And so you're just like running through these rundown spaceships. You're basically scavenging everything you can. And on a keyboard and mouse, it feels fantastic. It feels fantastic to whip your mouse around, close doors and lock them on people so that they can't get to you, and then pop in and then just like rifle through all the stuff quick. Just grab, 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 get out, toss a stun on this turret over here so that it can't shoot me while I'm walking through this room in order to get to the next room. And then, oh, crap, there's a big guy over there. I want to lock the door here so I can get around and go through the other side. And it's just like this really fast-paced, strategic, you got, you got to be thinking on your toes all the time. And you're constantly making these persistent upgrades. You're fleshing out your arsenal and that stays with you from life to life. And you're like just – there's always a carrot on the stick and I liked it a lot because of that. Okay. Okay. What did you think of the style? The style. Style, I was really digging it. I mean, okay. it doesn't exactly, it's not my wheelhouse, that's okay. for sure. Okay. This very, I don't know, like crass British type, of, like the people have posh accents and they call sure you do. swear words, so it's funny. Yeah. That's <laughs> not. Wait, really? <laughs> Yeah, they'll just walk around and call you the c word all the time. It's yeah. like a like a British Borderlands kind of thing, or uh... it's not that far. Like Borderlands, okay. like make I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's a little different. Yeah. They're like chavs. There you go. <laughs> oh, gov, really? It's uh, I'm trying to think how to. It's not Borderlandsy, really. In the it's in the like humor, darker, it... but that's yeah. a hard way to put it more hmm. mature like I don't uh, know. I can't. british office or we mm. i i don't my knowledge of british comedy is pretty dead it's like there's little kids and they're mutant kids but they're like little hooligan british mutant kids so they talk like little british hooligan kids but they're yes. like floating and they have psychic powers and it's in space oh so it's like yeah. an edgar wright film yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Exactly. Thank you. And and then you get the stuff that you need to move on with the story, and then you'll read these comic book panels that basically show how uh, smarmy British uh, top hat robot butler man stonewalls you because you spent all this time getting these two things, and then in the end it doesn't matter because you're just a prisoner that's worth less than dirt. 
That's right. Very super jail in those moments. Okay. Yes. I'm yeah. following the tone now. All okay. right. Yeah. Okay. So you beat it? You got Yes. Yep, okay. Yes. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Okay. It felt good, you know, like on that overworld map even, just like, okay, I need this much food and this much fuel, and oh crap, there's this pirate ship coming this way, maybe I should yeah. try and go that way, but oh no, that 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 way has a ship that's a little tough, I won't be able to really find any fuel or food there, or I want to reroute here so that I can hit up the med bay and heal myself, because yeah. I, I don't have the food to spare to just sit here and rest. So there's there's a lot going on at any one time, and I liked it a lot. Because it you know, kept me occupied, felt fast, just like blazing through those levels real quick. I liked it a lot. Okay. You finished Outer Wilds as well, speaking of yes, space sir. games. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, any, uh, just uh, any thoughts you wanted to... Uh, uh, I just want to talk about great. Outer Wilds more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. That was awesome. Right. They did a lot of really cool stuff. Okay. Very accessible, too. I like that a lot. Yeah. For a game where you're piloting your own spaceship, kind of just with no... Like, you can do autopilot, but you could also just fly your spaceship around. It feels pretty approachable. Yeah, and it scared me in the opening a little bit because it's like, hey, you're going to want to hit up this tutorial to figure out how to fly stuff. And so I'm trying to fly this drone around. I'm like, whoa, this ain't working. I'm going to crash the crap out of my ship. Yeah. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you really do crash, it's not a big deal. Just start over, okay. and you'll be fine. Yeah. Did you... Uh, sorry. You can buffer out a lot of hits, too, on your spaceship. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you just get out and whack it with a wrench, and... Mwah. Done. Did you... Uh, Video games are nice. How many... Or did you hit a moment where you had to look something up to progress? Uh, Let me think... There were a couple times, yes. Um, there was one where, what was it? Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, the Bramble. That part okay. kind of, I, I looked up how to get to the couple of destinations in the Bramble because okay. I didn't like that. I didn't like yeah. the, the gray fog and it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. And looking it up and knowing what I was doing really helped me psychologically cope with the fact that there were these giant fish that would eat you <laughs> if you went the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. And so that made it a lot less scary to me as okay. a result. And I think that went a lot better knowing where I was going. Okay. Okay. I had a hmm. real tough time. I had to look up. And it, it was so obvious once I looked it up, but getting into the... um quantum tower on the planet that crumbles uh yes yes yeah. that was that was a doozy i i how i found that out is i just like spent a full 20 minute day on each planet just oh, to kind of okay. get a feel for it and when i was on that one i kind of picked up on oh, i yeah, see some stuff's falling into the middle here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that part's really cool that's a fun little yeah. environmental puzzle right there yeah um well i'm glad you liked it Thank you. I'm glad you played it so that I could expedite the process. Move Absolutely. it up the list. Um, I've, I mean, it's a buffet. Eat all you want. What's uh, Is Days Gone good? You liked it? I, 
yeah, it came out pretty positive, which was not okay. the case for the first yeah. 10 hours, but the past, the last 40 hours, really enjoyed my time with it. The performance is absolutely egregious. It is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I don't understand mm-hmm. how this thing is in this current state because <laughs> this game came out months ago, and it has got a lot of patches in the in the interim, and it still runs like absolute trash. On a PS4 Pro running at 1080p, there should be no excuses. They have this thing optimized for <laughs> no. two pieces of hardware. There's no yep. excuse for the frame rate to be absolutely atrocious the way it is. There are big hordes of zombies, and they tout that a lot. And I would totally understand if the game doesn't run well when these hordes of zombies are on screen. That's not the case. When you're just driving your motorcycle through the open world, the frame rate cannot keep up almost ever. And so I looked this up. I looked up if I was the only one having this problem, if I did something with my PS4 that it shouldn't have that I shouldn't have done. But no, it turns out that once you upgrade your motorcycle so that it can get a little faster, the world can't stream in fast enough. Cool. And so the frame rate starts just hitching like crazy. And so the recommended solution was to equip the least powerful engine on your motorcycle so that you went as that slow sucks. as the game would let you. And so I gave that a shot, and yeah, it ran fine. But boy, was I going a lot slower, and it didn't feel as good because it rendered those upgrades that I spent a lot of time and effort accruing useless. That's bonkers. So I just kept him equipped anyway. That was completely unacceptable, but mm. the game I liked a lot. Okay. Story's I good. S- yeah, I saw you nominated it for best story, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, there's some zombie cliches in there, especially in the beginning. It takes a long time to really understand what this universe is and what all of the pawns are at play. Mm. But once you kind of get a grasp of everything and seeing kind of the current status quo that makes the future events and the things that play out a lot more impactful. And uh, it ends up being very, you know, satisfying, emotionally resonant in a way that I really liked. And you really got to be there with these characters and really see that status quo over the course of the, you know, 40, 50 hour runtime that the game has. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think, uh, I feel like, I almost feel like people didn't get that far. I feel like a lot of people just didn't like this game and dropped off, and that's why I haven't heard a lot of positive stuff, because it sounds like it's later in the game when that all kind of comes together. I don't know. Yeah. Um, was there anything else in the buffet, Christian? Uh, Mario Maker 2 played a bunch of. Oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. enjoy yeah. it. The single player is pretty great. There's a lot of cool, unique stuff in there. It's very good at giving you ideas for how to go about making your own levels. The multiplayer stuff is very poorly handled. They really, mm. you know, crapped the bed with that one because mm. I wanted to play some local couch co-op, hit up the online levels. And so I go to the course explorer, pick a level. I'm like, all right, let's go. And then I'm like, okay, it's just one player. So we back out. We separate the Joy-Cons into two separate controllers in the Switch's UI menu. We go back in. We hit play on the online course, and it's still one player, and the Joy-Cons switched mm. themselves to one-player mode. And mm. so I had to Google how the heck it is you're supposed to play online courses in two-player, because the game touts multiplayer. You know, it's here. We did it, guys. And so it turns out you have to download a course onto your local machine, which takes like a minute a course, because you got to select it. you got to select the slot in your local course spot as to where you want the level to go. 
in your local storage and then after that happens you have to back out you have to go into your local course spot you have to navigate to the course that you downloaded and then you have to select the course select two-player mode sync up both of the joy cons as separate controllers and then play it and so we were downloading levels in like five level chunks so we just sat there you know they had to wait for five minutes while i downloaded all the courses and then finally got to the next one and then after we finished those five it was another five minute wait to play the next set it's just it baffles me how much they fumbled that has (laughs) nintendo ever gotten the multiplayer thing right mario kart and smash are pretty darn easy it's pretty like drop in drop out pretty easy because i just remember my big experience being the uh the one with the squids the painting splatoon yes that was a nightmare and it was such an intentional process to try to match and try to get into a game and hey michael hi you know a game's not a pain to get into that maybe you've been playing and maybe <gasps> we could talk about <gasps> what roblox <laughs> honestly <laughs> that was the game i was going to talk about here today let's do it if we're done with christian's buffet i don't want to cut christian no, off no go though. nuts we're all done here you guys are stuffed. Ooh, you have no idea. So, <laughs> Roblox. Yeah. Remember when this 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 cast podcast cast yes. spent literal hours over the last two weeks playing a CS:GO cover version on Roblox. See, I get where you're coming from, but I, I'm trying to I'm trying to pinpoint where exactly this fits in the Valve <laughs> multiplayer shooter realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that like was, it's that was that was more of a I wouldn't call it a legitimate. You're in the ballpark. Com- yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely within that I think DNA, mm-hmm. but, but it's gun uh, game. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like I played most of my gun game browsing servers in Counter-Strike Source and looking up yeah. gun game yeah, servers. Yeah, same here. But I'm just old. That's all that is. Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty has a gun game mode now. and you know, you can find That's that most of my experience with gun game is actually the Call of Duty mode. But the the part where people face a wall so they can type to each other... <laughs> or where people say ah because they didn't know they were typing and they were trying to move is like so <laughs> to me that's just like have like one death match like yeah i get those vibes and i'm, I'm i love it mm-hmm. i'm into it should we explain like contextually here what, <laughs> sure. what we're talking about take it so away. we are talking about arsenal it is a game mode on roblox the free-to-play online smorgasbord of mm. video game concepts ideas condensed to little lego characters and it's beautiful yeah it's it's honestly i half downloaded it as a joke and i came away very i i have fun when i play with you guys i don't know gun but... game's fun feels good it's because it's an old game somehow in roblox <laughs> i don't understand it it's a one-to-one translation it's mm-hmm. crazy and you can press gg twice and do the little dance and you can and someone's playing it's raining men and they were mm-hmm. and q yeah. switches to the last weapon and f does the it little does. animations <laughs> it's true it's amazing it's great 
I could never get you guys to sit down and play, you know, Quake 3 or have like one <laughs> deathmatch. But I, it, it's fine because this is that. It's just an old <laughs> PC shooter, and I, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Loot boxes yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah, that part I'm not so into, but... You, you can you can you can get the robux and buy the snake skin, or or the or the cowgirl the really with the Maddie black skins. hat, the Maddie yeah. black hat, or like the <laughs> scarecrow lady or alien. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of alien. Mm-hmm. Right and that's the current event. You get yeah. the event specific tickets. That's crazy. This time they're fireworks. It it works well runs well it's free it's crazy <laughs> yeah no it's, it on your it's, phone yeah responsive it first person shooter hit scan yep. projectiles that actually hit things yeah yeah like good weapons spread i feel like like they got a lot of weapons in there yeah there's a ridiculous amount of effort that's put into like the reload animations which yeah. is something you barely ever see because you're mostly killing someone before you have to reload but it's there's true. a lot of effort put into their sound yeah. effects yeah I I noticed that especially because they they threw the musket into the the gun game mm-hmm. or whatever and and they went into detail trying to like <laughs> load the the powder and the yep, ramrod yep. to clean the barrel and that sucks it and just, you're just like let me shoot <laughs> yeah but it, like it's it's a very I wouldn't say it's fully accurate it might not be it might be but like it seems like a very detailed lovingly crafted animation mm. yeah like they care like like there's a lot of work that went into a one second thing that you really don't want to see <laughs> it's too a maddening animation for you uh yeah the numbers pop off of people which i like i like that yeah. a lot mm-hmm. yeah it feels good and you get like and like the specialized weapons feel like specialized weapons yeah if that means something like that, like the, with the musket, it, when you get the one shot kill, it feels like, like, like when you line up a Spartan laser blast in in, in a Halo match or something. Mm-hmm. Like like it feels like that kind of special, like that special kind of weapon kind of thing. If that makes sense, and I don't know, it just it, I guess because of my background coming into this, it reminded me a lot of like playing old Halo games and stuff like that. Yeah, and no just in that kind does. of. Yeah, no flying warthogs this mm. time around, unfortunately. But mm. but just with that like that kind of like variance to it, that kind of like laissez fairness to it, that yeah. kind of because it's 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 not like modern games where you're you're playing a meta and sprinting around a map and <laughs> right. Why isn't anybody healing, you guys? Come on, switch to healer. Go to zone A, guys. Why aren't you in zone A? <laughs> Get the flag. None of Guys, that. play the objective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. God, it's beautiful, and it's a bunch of kids playing, so I can actually be good at it. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I get into like the top five once in a blue moon, and it's like, haha, I do know how to play video games. <laughs> Take that. Mm-hmm. Mm. God, yeah, and the the levels are like there's like a level lord level. There's like a everybody's small and you're in a big room level. Yes. It's like uh, it's like the army men games. It's like the people who made this game know what they're doing and it's crazy. Somebody <laughs> needs to pay these people so they'll <laughs> yeah. keep doing this. Well, it's like I don't know, it I guess a lot of it feels like homages to a certain period of video games. Yeah. 
in a way where it feels as though the people knew what made those games what they were. Yeah. To some degree. I don't know. Yeah. It's fun. Arsenal is fun. Yeah. Yeah, like the good maps are good in the way that old good maps were good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like you get the you get like the, 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 the different landscapes, which I guess doesn't really matter too much. I mean this is it's Roblox, things look kinda of blocky and cheesy and yeah. plastic, but like like you get like the old one house kind of map. Safe yeah. house kind of map. Or yeah, you yeah. get like the, the urban urban environments where you get where you have hazards c- crossing back and forth and Yeah, it's goofy. It just feels like classic video game things and it, it, it reminiscent of something. You get agency in there and And dust I don't know. too. You get dust yeah. too in there <laughs> in your Roblox. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's beautiful. Good time. Fun. Genuinely fun. Highly recommended. Same. <laughs> By this group. Um uh, you've been then outside of that I've been spending a lot of time with Fallout, so mm. how's that going? I feel a little better about it now, but it's still... I think the things I felt before hold. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's it's fun to explore. It's it's fun to get a little more... Once you get a little further into it, things start kind of taking on more of, like, a... I don't want to say nuanced approach to, like, the environment, which is kind of what I wanted, but at least it feels like a... It feels like they're trying to make a... A realized West Virginia to some degree and a realized environment. Country roads. Just no people. Mm. Not yet. But uh, not yet. Uh, so we gotta wait for our, our, our I hope, free DLC. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was supposed I think it's supposed to be. I like, hope so. And I don't know. I, I'm finding a lot of the Fallout humor grating on me, but. Hmm. Humor. <laughs> the robot brain is drunk. It's funny because he's drunk. Ha 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 ha. Are there uh, are there vaults in the same way that other follow games have had vaults? Uh, I if there are, I haven't really found them. Hmm. It's okay. not as pronounced. I I mean, they get into a lot of the whole like, you know, because like in the other games, every vault is like a specialized experiment or something, an environment yeah. and. Part mm-hmm. of that that experience is finding out what kind of weird thing they were trying to study there, and that's still here in other forms. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it's not. I I don't. I, I throw that up to their sense of humor that I think is just kind of not not mm. kosher. Okay. But uh, but no, and like some of the other things though. So the Mothman stuff. It's played up as like this corny West Virginia meme thing. But one of the things that I think they did is cool okay. is that sometimes you'll find the like actual like in-game Mothman monster kind of prowling around, mm. and it has like this genuine creepiness to it that's kind of okay. Like like it, they took that seriously. Like they wanted to do it a little more than just a a, a video game boss battle kind of nonsense. Like it's it's a genuine I, I don't know like a genuine attempt at some kind of horror to it which is something that i think would work well with fallout if they tried it more yeah at definitely. least now that they're approaching stuff with a little more realism visually yeah like i don't mm-hmm. think you could try that with with three in new vegas just i think the visual limitations are too strong but uh yeah i don't know 
I feel better about it now with the addendum that the things I don't like, I still don't like. Very fair, Michael. Very fair. But you're gonna are you gonna play it to completion? Is that the plan? You're gonna beat this puppy? I, I don't know about an ending. I don't know if there's really completion to it, but I'll probably keep going. It's yeah. fun. it's 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 like a a stress release kind of thing at this point. It's what Monster Hunter was for me. Yeah. With the added addendum that I I genuinely enjoy some of the exploration stuff and I genuinely enjoy the environment to some degree. Do you whilst Hi. playing are you like listening to podcasts and stuff, or are you just game? Uh, I catch up on music that I'm behind yeah. on. Yeah, I try to keep up on that stuff, and it's like a good time to throw on the the, the latest indie tours. rock record or the new <laughs> rock on tours, or like, you know, I haven't listened to this album in a while. I'll spin it up. That's right, Vampire Weekend's Father of the Bride. Love <laughs> it. Haim is on it. Haim. 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 Ham. Ham. <laughs> Listen to some ham and Vampire Weekend. Hamming it up. Well, ham. Take me home, country roads, to 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 see the the sunflowers. The Mothman. The the the, the that one song in the commercials. Yeah. God, I hate Sunflower. That's one of my least favorite songs anyone's ever come up with. Holy cow. What's the big one? I can't think of I don't remember the name. Um, uh, A-Punk. Uh, um, I don't know, man. You should, not to sidetrack even, not to oh. not to roll us off the tracks even further here, you should go find the A-Punk video and then watch it with the sound off. Is that the one where it's the Wes Anderson movie? Where it's like, scene mm, one. Is that no, that's Oxford comma. I don't know the A-Punk video. Oh, jeez. We've just... Uh, uh-oh. I'm gonna move on. Um. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's kind of all I've been playing. Okay. That's all I've really got these days. Okay. Sounds to me like it's time for sports bar points. Score. Sports bar. Michael, where you at on your F1 race? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Christian. Mm-hmm. I was up north, and I saw the Brewers lose two times in a row. Really? It was awesome. Yeah. I don't think baseball is my sport, dude. That's okay. It doesn't have to be. I'm not going to make it. Okay. Uh, How are they doing? Still bad? Yep, still pretty bad. They won Mm. yesterday, but lost again today. Not Mm. looking good. The All-Star break happened, and they're still really shaky, so... It's not looking like it's going to pan out well this year, but maybe next year. That's right. That's the dream. That's what keeps people going. Mm-hmm. It's always next year. Uh, Just um, like F1? Um, there's God. always next year? Austria uh, was great. Austria I was a fantastic race. I have not had a chance to watch Austria. So good. Did you see France? My, because skip it, man. If you have not no, seen France, I'm, I'm skip, skip it. I'm going to skip France, too. Okay. I don't. That's, that's always... Yeah. Terrible race. I have a limited amount of time to donate to sports every week and i'm not wasting it on france i will go and back and watch austria though okay but but yeah well i mean yeah because this week it was like i don't have a whole lot of time to really donate to things i made an agreement to watch certain films with certain people and sure and uh i wanted to watch the world cup so i watched that instead of f1 yeah christian did you watch that a little bit of it, yes, sir. Okay. 
You guys can talk about that. I did not. I didn't keep up with that at all. But people seemed into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because this time around, well, for starters, the U.S. women's team is actually usually worth watching because they're good at what they do. And I typically don't watch soccer as much as I'd like, but I do enjoy. I usually pay attention around the World Cup. Um. I guess I'm a fair weather watcher or That's right. Pump. I don't know, one of those I'd be one of those people who are shunned. I don't know. I don't know how the culture works there. <laughs> we but, don't have one. <laughs> but I do I, I do try to watch the World Cup when it comes up and uh this time around especially the US women's team is always they're fun to watch play and then outside of that they're like they have a star personality to them that's kind of fun to watch off the Yeah. stage. So I it, it felt like there was a connection worth like like it, like it was, it was easy to get into, hmm. and it was fun. I don't know. Last game was fun. Everything was fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go America. Ah. Yep. <laughs> Pay the women's team. Okay. Formula Pay One. <laughs> yes. Pay the men's team. Formula One. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, but uh. Yeah, Formula One. I heard things about Austria Tucker. So exciting. So I, into it. I have heard that basically what happened was the thing that they burned Vettel on in Canada. They let Max free on. Um, something along those similar. lines. It was a similar situation for sure. I also heard they didn't declare a winner until two hours after the race. I That I was not aware of. Oh. Uh... I watched this, uh, they snuck up, they snuck Austrian on the off weekend, so I didn't realize it had <laughs> happened, so I didn't watch this until a weekend after race weekend, mm. but, um, I mean, he was on the podium and all. Yeah, he thing, was. So, I don't know how yeah. that panned out. Yes, but I, I, my understanding is that, that conspiracy theories kind of popped up immediately afterwards. They always and- do. Yeah, I love the, I love them. I uh I like I like the conspiracy theory stuff. But. Yeah. Um but yeah, that last the last 15 laps I feel like are you could not create a better F1 moment. I feel like it was just awesome. It's like what the it's what you picture the sport being in your mind. It's like people racing for position and drama happening and it was Compared to France, which was just like they're driving in circles and no one's passing anyone, <laughs> it was so cool. It helps that I like Max a lot. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's a part of it too. Yeah, the the driver that I also like Max. Yeah, the driver I like. It was the one that kind of came out on top because of whatever happened, but just oh, great driving though. Just like really exciting to watch, like. I'm sure if Lewis had done the exact same thing, I'd be like, well, that's cool, I guess. (laughs) But he always wins. I don't know. It's no fun. But he didn't win this time, baby. He didn't win this time, I go. Always (laughs) wins. Ha, ha, ha. He's like Sebulba. Um, But yeah, no, like, so I guess kind of what happened exactly? Oh. Spoil me, Gov. Oh, uh, nothing, nothing crazy. He just. Max had a really terrible start. He was on pole position, and he had a terrible start. Uh, he got bumped down to, like, eighth or something, I want to say. Mm. And then it was just, like, this race-long climb back up to first. 
uh and then it, it hit real hard during like the last 15 laps where he was just like because it, it's like the top drivers at that point it's like vettel leclerc botas hamilton they're all mm. ahead of him and he's just like picking them off and you know the That's... it's getting it's getting down there because it's like okay he's only got four laps left and he's got to he's got to do it so you know because I knew he won before I watched it unfortunately but I knew he won so I'm like okay he has to make a move because I know he wins where's he gonna do it it was awesome yeah 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 uh, that's so cool too because you don't usually see like the actual competition coming out in those front car with those front cars yeah yeah because you don't it's usually yeah. so like once you get past a certain point. Usually, where you are in the front is where you are. Yeah, and yeah. to have have a genuine competition for that, and to have it come from Max after coming from behind, sounds just kind of like, just like yeah, like what you want out of Formula One. Like this is, it's competition. Yeah. It's like good. It's, yeah, yeah, that's what people because so for. much of it feels like it isn't. So much of it feels like it's decided within the early laps, and to have that kind of, I don't know. Not in Max's world, baby. He's Mm-mm. a wolf. It was, what uh, happened? Did they talk about why? Like, because Max hasn't typically, like, yeah. he's been doing okay. He's been in the top five consistently. But yeah. what happened that pushed him over? Just the track, or was there some kind of problem with the other cars? Or no? Uh, well, he had yeah. It was hometown. He had the whole crowd going for him, which was cool because it's their home track. And uh, but oh yeah, because it's Red Bull's home track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I don't think there was any mechanical stuff. He was just, he really wanted to win, it seemed like. Um, it was really cool seeing him interact with, like, LeClaire, where LeClaire was trying to defend on him. And you don't see mm-hmm. that hardly ever. And it was just, like, just a lot of people trying to prove themselves, I feel like, because all of a sudden Hamilton's in fifth, and you could actually, like, race and try to win. Yeah. It was cool. Okay. What what happened with Hamilton? Why was he so far back? Oh, it was weird. He weird. just had a kind of a crummy race, I think. Like his car didn't blow up or anything. It was just like, hmm. Hmm. no hammer know. time in Austria. Oh, <gasps> and there was a crazy pit stop. <gasps> uh, Red Bull. No, nope. Red Bull. Ferrari, mm-hmm. I think. I think it was Ferrari. I think it was Vettel coming in, and they didn't have the tires ready. So they're, like, waving the guy out, but another car is coming through? So this F1 car drives, like, inches from this pit crew guy. It was crazy. Maybe it wasn't so bad if you were actually there, but the way they made it look, like... Because they're, like... Because he can't see. He's where, he's got a giant tire, and he's, like, running out to the car. And yeah. all of a sudden, this other car just comes screaming past. It was crazy. Uh, I feel like Wild. they should fix something there, because that man could have died <laughs> during this yeah. F1 race. I don't know. Is this was it? Do you think it could make for good conspiracy? Oh, like, oh my god, he almost got hit, hit, hit! Well, I meant thinking more along the lines of the tires aren't ready. Ooh, no, there on? was something I forgot what it was, but there was a reason okay. the tires weren't ready. But okay, yeah. Poor Vettel. Yeah, I I feel kind of weird about the. I like the fastest lap rule. I think that's interesting. But, oh, where you get a point for the fastest lap? Yeah, but yeah. It, it encourages like the third place driver if he's got enough of a lead to pit at the end, so he can try to go for a fastest lap. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's like they give up, <laughs> like the race is over for them, but they want fastest lap. I don't know. It's like this weird side game thing going on. Well, yeah, but I mean, the idea I think is to encourage drivers that you know 
you're not Lewis Hamilton, but by yeah. God, you could get this other kind of. There's another way to get recognized yeah. for, during Squeeze the, the race. Else. Yeah, I suppose. Which I think is maybe healthy for the sport side overall. Yeah. But any way to diversify where points are coming from, I feel like is good. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Hamilton just gets and all it, of them. Well, I mean, it's interesting because there was a while. There was like a moment where. Botas and Hamilton were tied, or should have been tied under the old rules, because Botas had gotten a final lap, uh, had gotten a fastest lap. He was a point beyond Hamilton. Hell yeah! And that's kind of like a cool scenario because now you're getting to these races where it's like, okay, maybe that one point is enough to encourage the person in yeah. second or in first to push a little, to push a little more. Yeah. So maybe even if you're like in a comfortable spot, you still need to kind of. You know, kick it out like like kick it into gear a little more. Yeah, I get you. You should work for F one, Michael, <laughs> or Netflix. One of the two. Yeah. Someday we will all will. <coughs> it's the way of the future. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life in front of an Amazon boxing machine. Hell yeah, boxing machine. <laughs> Just putting. Funko Pops and boxes for the rest of your life. Sorry, huh, champ. I ordered one of these ones. I can't wait to go home and pick <laughs> it up. When I was human. Um, you guys ready to go on a journey here, quick? <gasps> yes. Before the gavel comes down? I. Yes. Here's my CRT journey, okay? So I'm driving to the grocery store, and I see upon my usual business, off to the side, what's that? It's an old CRT television. I snatched that up. I snatched it up. I actually went up and I was going to knock on their door and say, can I have this television that's sitting on the side of the road because I don't know anything about it. They didn't answer. So I took the TV, okay? And I'm hooking my Wii up to it. And the colors are looking a little off, you know? It's like, okay. Mm, I'll, I will remind you the Wii was a CRT console. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I remember Which this is very, crazy to very, think about. Very but clearly, yes. but yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So... I'm like, oh, this TV doesn't have freaking menu buttons on it because it's like a VCR DVD uh, combo thing. So all it's got is like, ooh, I had one of those. I bought it <laughs> oh, with my yeah. allowance. Oh, Michael. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I go to my local hardware store. Love those guys. Great store. Wow. I uh, got a universal remote. I bring that puppy back. And then you do the thing where you put the code in, which is crazy. I never knew how that worked, but you put in a four-digit code that matches mm-hmm. your television, and that's how that works. And then I was like, hmm, this is all right, but I have this giant CRT sitting here. Not giant, but it's larger. So I'm hooking my Wii up to that, and I'm like, hmm. And then I went down the dark, dark path of CRT maintenance menus. <laughs> oh my god you guys this is the coolest thing so what you do for my television is you turn it off and then on your remote you press program 5 volume down power and you have to do that within 15 seconds and what that does is it boots the TV but it has like this crazy like you shouldn't be looking at this menu and there's like a hundred <laughs> options you can go through and it is so cool it wow. is like vertical pin cushion and it's got values ranging from, you know, 0 to 42, and you can set that. Or red color, like, limit. So you can set, like, your RGB values on your television. Man, it's so cool. And I spent, like, an hour just, like, 
oh, Mario's a little more red now. Mm. <laughs> but it's crazy because it doesn't save default values. So you can, like, royally mess up your television if you just start <laughs> going in there and saving mm-hmm. stuff. And you have to, like, it's a separate process to save that to the television's memory. So you have to, like, go into write mode. And it was so cool. And TVs don't do that anymore. TVs are boring now. <laughs> oh. Is... You... I'm just wonder. Has there ever been, like, a, a market somewhere to, like... Like see like CRT uh, like a CRT guide kind oh, of yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah in a in a but in like a this is how to optimize your CRT for this specific mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. I want the greens to pop when I play Ocarina of Time yes or something is that a is that a thing do you think that ever popped up yes because well I was I was reading one is so how I know the answer <laughs> okay. to that uh, there was a. The ones people are after are old security camera televisions. There's a specific brand. It's a Sony Trinitron. Um, There's a range of those televisions. Those are the ones people love because they have all the crazy hookups. They have like SCART cable hookups and all this crazy stuff on them. Um, And I'm sure if you look, there are guides for how to get Castlevania 2 looking real good on one of those bad boys. You know what I'm saying, baby? I do. This is my life now. I have three CRTs now. Yes. <laughs> how, uh, how many? How many TVs does that make overall? That's. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, like how many? I have four TVs. I have one okay. TV, and then I have these three stupid, insanely heavy paperweights that sit here <laughs> and judge me. Okay. Um, and that was my CRT adventure. Uh, I'll do a real quick lightning round. I got two games to talk about. You guys ready? <gasps> So, I'm going to start with the one I don't like as much, which is Bloodstained. Bloodstained. I found Bloodstained very dull. Uh, It was a very flat experience for me because... Not just because of the two dimensions? Oh, it's like... Oh, there's 2.5 dimensions. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I, I hate the way this game looks. I think it looks terrible. I think it looks like a cell phone game. There's, like, no art style to it, except for it reminds me of, like, Xbox 360 Unreal Engine games. Like, everything's really shiny, and it's like Bioshock. It looks like Bioshock, how Bioshock looks weird. Did you see the trailer that they put out when they changed art styles at all? I did not. No? Yes. That's very good, because they're, like, out with the poop. They, like, show old art style, and it says, like, poop. And then they show the new art style, and they're, like, sleek, hot, new. Mm, That sounds great. (laughs) Yep. It's Very worth good. a watch. Yeah. I will definitely. Because the do. old art style, I think, looked worse. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, then. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodstained. Um, I just. I don't know, man. Like, I remember really liking something in the night, but this game. There's so many abilities, and. It feels like it feels dumb to use any one ability because maybe it's the wrong ability, but you have to upgrade them all with these crafting materials, so it's like this whole process. And mm-hmm. so what happened was I just upgraded my rigor storama, which <sighs> makes fire come out of the floor. Yeah. And so what happens is I walk down a hallway and I spam triangle and it just makes fire come out of the hallway and kill everything. And I just did that through the entire game and I 
just thought about when we played Castlevania and it was all about like positioning and you know you have to mm-hmm. figure out your angles on everything and it's like each each screen is like a strategy you have to figure out it's like a obstacle course and this game is just like and it just kills everything and I like it, it's like not even a game at some point I don't know and it's like all these it's very I, I really don't like a lot of the I can make my main character into a playboy bunny or I can make her sit and look at a kickstarter backer great that's fun cool she's got body tattoos <gasps> she does uh, wait whoa whoa wait a minute Uh-oh. one of the, the the skins are the freaking backers yeah you can be a game grumps castlevania lady no. or yeah a lot of that well no. i mean i i didn't deal with any of that that had nothing to do with my experience with the game but it's gross i don't like it so <laughs> um do they wait they do the playboy bunny thing too Oh well, there's a if you kill a certain enemy because the the system is you kill enemies and then sometimes they shoot a like each enemy has a shard that'll come out of it sometimes and then that stabs you through the stomach and you go ah and then you have that ability right and you can kill these playboy bunnies and then they give you the ability to transform into a playboy bunny. Hmm. This I is a say, this thing? is a spiritual successor to Castlevania or Castlevania's had some <laughs> weird stuff in it over the years i feel like but yes okay this feels like castlevania slum in it like this doesn't feel (laughs) castlevania you do fight a boss there's an optional boss that is just like a main character from a castlevania game and it's pretty cute it's very funny Mm -hmm. um i think it gets better as it goes i think the second half is a lot stronger than the first half it's more interesting i felt like yeah um music's great oh music's great Music's really good because it's Castlevania music, and that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, and the, just the last thing I wanted to complain about is so in Symphony of the Night, right? There's this yes. castle, and you can get 100% in this castle, and you can explore this castle. It's like I've seen all of this castle, but then there's also the inverted castle, which is yes. this whole process that I don't remember too well. But there's an old man, and you have to do something with the old man, and then there's an inverted castle. And then you can explore the castle again, but it's like the inverted castle. So you can get to like 200-something percent exploration of this castle. And then in this game, there's just one castle, and late in the game you get the ability to invert, which means the screen flips upside down, and all of a sudden you're on the roof. You're on the ceiling, and you're, it's like the same thing. But it doesn't, it doesn't turn the castle into a different castle. It's just like now you can go to the 15% of the map you couldn't before. Mm-hmm. It seems like they put it in there because they had to put it in there because something of the night had the inverted castle, but otherwise there's no real reason oh. for it. Because you just use it to get into an area. Like, they lock access to an area because it, the genesis of this all is I don't like Metroidvania games. <laughs> That's where we're getting to. But that leads me into this other Dead game. F- Dead Cells feels so betrayed right now. That's fair. <laughs> leave that comment alone uh steam world dig 2 uh-huh. christian you turned me on to the idea of steam world games because i didn't like steam world dig 1 very much mm-hmm. steam world dig 2 is great yeah that game's great it's a metroidvania but it's great it's like 
I just had so much fun playing it. It was so weird to go from that to Bloodstain, and Bloodstain's like, but Steamroll, it was like, huh. <laughs> yeah. It was just really fun, and it had the cool abilities, and the world was interesting to explore, and then they had all these cool puzzle caves all over the place that I thought were really interesting. Yeah. I like this new scale of... Um, we're gonna say like Fallout Three is like, but like Fallout New Vegas is getting closer. Like, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm following. I'm following <laughs> okay. the, the 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 scale here. Okay, I approve. Well, Steam World League Two is definitely a huh. Uh, okay. I beat it. I had a great time. Ooh. The music in the town is so good. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Put it in my veins, my guy. <laughs> So what's different between this one and SteamWorld Dig 1 that you've got that, like, that it goes that, from rat ah. to rat? Christian, Where's... yes. Christian, did you play 2 yet? Yes, did you... I okay. played, like, a couple hours of it. Okay. Um, and you beat 1, right? Yes. Okay. Because I didn't get very far in 1 because I just found it boring. Or it, it felt more like a digger. This game feels like... A Metroidvania, like a really solid Metroidvania that happens to have digging elements to it, whereas I felt like one was like a just a digger game. I don't know, does that jive at all, or am I way off base with it? No, no, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, because SteamWorld okay. Dig One is just a digger where you get the money, you go back up, you get the upgrades, so you can go further down. Whereas, yeah. uh, and it's randomized, so they just like randomize the whole grid, toss a few gems in here or there. And SteamWorld Dig 2 is a lot more deliberate. There's puzzle rooms. Like, there were in Dig 1. Dig 1 had puzzle rooms also. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the abilities were just, like, in service of you getting more money to get further down. And I guess Dig 2 is a lot more overtly progression-focused, where you're trying to kind of get to the end. You've got an objective that you're going to and working towards. And, like, getting the money and upgrading your stuff feels secondary to the progression part of it. It was really interesting. There's like a lot of lore that they're pulling from in two that I wasn't familiar with because I didn't really yes. play one. That's crazy. One didn't have much lore either. I mean, there was a little bit there, but hmm. SteamWorld Dig 2 is just like story blowout. People are talking <laughs> yeah. all the time. Jeez. It's characters. Yeah, it's crazy. There's like, a, you go to, I don't know if you got there yet, but you go to like, a, it's like a, mm, it's like robot hell. It's like robot. It's like this. I don't know how. I don't know what it is really. You, because you have show little, tunes and and <laughs> sort of. It's like uh, it's like Terminator where they show the future in Terminator One, and there's like hmm. robots stomping on skulls. It's a lot of like that sort of. Oh, okay, that kind of robot hell. Yeah, and you like go there, but I don't know if that's a separate area because you go there through like this virtual reality system. It's very really complicated. I don't... Is it also in New Jersey? And I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> mean um no it's the the robot hell from futurama okay anyway that's true i forgot about that futurama's great you guys anyway what's your favorite futurama episode i like steam world dig 2 that's not a futurama episode steam world dig 2 it's in stores now it's on game pass i had a fantastic time with that game you get a jetpack what uh what systems are is it on it is on is it just just pc and Christian's got it on Switch. I think he might. Yes, sir. Even. PC, Switch, Xbox, PS4. Oh, all of the above. Okay. Um, I played it on my Xbox, and I had a great time. 
and I would recommend it. It has some stupid trophy achievements. The first one had, like, insane... You had to, like, beat that game in, like, an hour, didn't you? Or, like, there was mm-hmm. some time aspect to it that I didn't... To SteamWorld Dig 1, you're talking? Yeah. Yes, and there was no platinum either. That Sad. sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, because this game grades you at the end based on deaths, completion, and... Deaths, completion, and... Death's completion and <laughs> I had it in my brain and now it's gone. Death's well anyway, it grades you on a bunch of stuff and then there's an achievement for beating the game with good ratings and all of those, which seems impossible to me. So. Is it time? Is time the third one? Yes. It, it is. does time you. Okay, I got yes. I got silver stars on everything. It's gold stars you need for everything to get the uh, Dig Two is also play. available on three D S and Vita. Dang, is it really? No excuse not to play it, yeah. It's on Vita? Wow, okay. I'm going to buy it again. How recent is this game? 2017 was when it launched, so two years old. Okay. Okay, so it's not like it's a new release, and they're like, let's throw it on Vita. That would be no, beautiful, sir. but no. That would, because, yeah, that would be incredible. Saga, would... something, something's coming out on Vita this year, dude. I'm getting it. They delayed it, the but I'm going to get it. only game. The only game. <laughs> I gotta support my my little baby console, my little baby handle. <laughs> People there's still care article. about it. Yeah, there's an article I read today. It was like the Vita's not dead, despite what everyone says. And then I read it, and it was like two games are coming out internationally on the Vita this year. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and this article <laughs> was written four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm glad someone somewhere cares enough about the Vita to throw resources at releasing games for it. I suppose. I suppose. Got to keep it going, man. It's going to be the longest lifespan of a console besides the PS2. Really? No. <laughs> it's going to be, Michael, because they'll keep releasing games for it. How mm. how old is the Vita? Do, how old is the Vita? It's coming up on like 10 years, isn't it? Really? That's, it released 13? 2011, I want to say. No, that that's boring. Japan. Oh. Worldwide 2012, I think. So, yeah. So, how does that... Yeah, that's not bad. Seven years? That's outlived a lot of popular consoles. Yeah. But the thing is, there were never any games for it, so it's (laughs) like... (laughs) Yeah. Persona 4 was on there. That was cool. Worst version of this game. Here you go. They changed Chie's voice, okay? And try to golden the Did people hate Chie's voice in the other one, though? People are wrong. <laughs> okay. Hey, guess what? Anime fans don't know what they're talking about. World <laughs> keeps on true. turning, Michael. Yeah, it's it's true. Well, guys, I'm go look in the mirror now and cry a little. My legs are killing me. Oh, it's because we're on this bike bar thing. Let's see, oh, I'm pulling it back. Okay. On. Um, mm. Christian, before you plug your stuff, I want to plug that we we do this thing <laughs> called the socket, right? Yeah. What if we did, what if we took this concept of ranking every video game and we applied it to movies and we started with The Matrix 1? Oh, hey, Tucker. Huh? Have you ever seen The Matrix? Nice. See you, folks. You almost, it almost didn't happen. It almost almost didn't happen. happen. I I was planning this out, too, and I just completely forgot to 
pull that background. Thank you, Michael. I can see you're already warmed up for this concept. You're already I'm, in I'm ready, yeah. Okay. I like movies. I like this. Movies are easier to do this with than games. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no 40-hour Kingdom Hearts here. No, we'll still do both, but yeah. I'm excited to do The Matrix with you. Kristen, what do you have to pull? Check out The Socket on YouTube. That's right. What you guys working on for the socket? Mario Galaxy. And then start who For the fiftieth game. Fiftieth game. Game. That's what was your first I've been wondering, what was your first game? Resident Evil. Oh really? Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Huh. Coming up okay. on three years ago? Wow. Yep, that sounds right, yes sir. Mmm. Terrifying. That feels that sounds weird. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. Kristen, you have other stuff. Get it out there. Get it all Check on the table. Check out The Socket on YouTube. No, YouTube no, The Socket no. Fable 2 review. That'll right. get you there. Coming sure. up on 1.6 thousand views, The Fable 2 Socket. What? Oh, it did surpass 1.6. Yeah. Beyond is almost going to hit 100, dude. Beyond, people are way into this Beyond socket all of a sudden. Who knows why? David Cage is just watching it over and over. He's researching his next game. Lay editing is magnifique. He says. Good good David Cage impression. Thank you. Christian writes for Push Square as well as Gamerheads something. And that maybe a third one. Yeah, New Game Network, where you can read game my review as Soul Seraph and Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled and Ultimate, or I'm sorry, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 will be next. Ooh, really? Ooh. Interesting. Okay. Um, shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I My brain is somewhere else today. I'm sorry. Let's just cut this baby off at the foot. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. The bike police are about to catch our bike bar. Wee, wee. Or they just have a little, I got stopped by a bike cop once. Because he thought we were doing drugs or something. That's a story for another day. Uh, thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You guys have a great time. I'll see you in two weeks where I can complain about Ace Combat 7. I can't wait. We'll have clear skies. Planes one trail. are dumb. <laughs> I have told we'll fantasize of the deep blue. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP bar. <laughs>